on the Access Podcast. Um, and I think being a believer, no matter what, um, it's it has to influence the way that you treat people, that you run a business, um, how you do things. We're here to equip and mobilize you in identity and evangelism. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, today we have a special treat on the Access Podcast. We have Zach from Wild Roast. Hey, how's it going? And Jake, as always. You seemed a little less excited um, to, to introduce <laughs> me, Kimmy. Because there's Wild Roast. That's, right. That's okay, Kimmy. <laughs> It's awesome. We're excited. Maldros is our favorite. Yeah, it is. Love it. Love to hear that. We do our like access, our access young adult meetings at Wildros every Tuesday. Yeah, that's awesome. We love it. We love to be a a space where people can make that happen. So I'm happy to be here, guys. I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here, man. But before we like, this is what we got to start off with. Zach and I, we played football against each other. Oh God. He's actually from (laughs) Rockford. So (laughs) yes, I, I actually forgave him. Um, for going to <laughs> Rockford already, so mm-hmm. a lot of people have to do that right yeah. when they first meet me. Yeah, I remember we were at Wild Roast and we were chatting. I was like, "Where'd you go to high school?" And you're like, "Rockford." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, because <laughs> I went to Granville, and so we're not. I wouldn't say you're a rival because we never beat you at anything, right? But we still hated you. Yeah, yeah. No, they called this Rockford University, and that was it. They everyone everyone hated us. What position did you play again? Um, so I played Football? both sides of the ball. I played uh, wide receiver and then free safety. Yep. So okay. for two years, junior, senior year. So it was great. Loved I think, you're, you're, I think you're a year older than me. And so, oh yeah, I wish I would have known you at the time. That would have been something. I know you graduated in 10, right? Yeah. And yep, so I was 10. 11. So I would have played you my junior year. Mm-hmm. Trying to think junior year it was at Granville. Yeah. And we were up, we were up and that was a miracle. And then you guys <laughs> outscored us 28, nothing. And oh gosh, or something we were like always that. the comeback Kings. It seemed like even if we were down, we did make it a good adjustment. We, if we won, listen, dude. We had never made playoffs when I was there. If we won that game against you guys, we would have oh, made playoffs, no. and you guys crushed our like you crushed our dreams. Oh um, no! Thanks, man. You guys, this podcast is not starting out. Well. <laughs> no, this, <laughs> this is, is great. perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking with Zach about Christian entrepreneurship or mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur as a Christian. Yeah. And many of you know Zach uh, is a part owner. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Part owner yep. with Wild Roast. And we just want to hear a little bit of your story, like what what journey, the journey that the Lord has taken you on, yeah. and how like your relationship with God um, has how that's influenced your your being uh, an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and really managing and, and being a part owner in Wild Roast. Yeah, so we're excited for this conversation. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, do you want me to just dive into it a little bit? Yeah. So Kinda like, what like where right like off that question? Yeah. What's your story? Like, what's your story? Mm-hmm. Not in Wild Roast, but more so like, what's your story? Your life story and your yeah. in your journey with the Lord. Sure. No, that's great. Um, so, man, um, grew up here uh, in Grand Rapids. Um, went to Sunshine Church back in the day. It was kind of my roots. They demolished that place now, but uh, awesome church. I went to Res Granville for quite a few years as well um, and uh, loved every minute of it. Landed majority of kind of my church tenure at uh, Res Life uh, in Rockford. Um, so loved it. Developed some awesome relationships there. Um, my mom, uh, I grew up part of my childhood in a single family. So it was just kind of her and I for a really long time. And she was an incredible woman, loves the Lord, dedicated to the Lord. I mean, you know, early mornings, scripture reading, that's where you're going to find her late nights doing the same thing, just pouring into you uh, every moment she can get. She's an awesome woman. So she instilled the love of the Lord into me. Um, and uh, growing up, um, that was it. You know, not really a father around too much, um, but the Lord actually 
in his sovereignty just had a man and men uh, in different places all growing up, mm -hmm. um, different stages of life, middle school, high school. It always seemed like that, that void or that gap was filled. Um, and it was, it was the Lord, um, you know, making a way. So that was incredible. So anyways, jump forward after high school, uh, graduated from Rockford and uh, ended up in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, and that is where uh, I think I really fell in love with God. Um, in Memphis, Tennessee was a, a program called Downline Ministries. And uh, it was a nine-month intense program. Started out uh, in Genesis and ended in Revelation. We skipped through, you know, some books here and there, but I always like to say, like, describe it drinking from a fire hydrant. I mean, it was just a ton mm. of information, uh, and they give us great opportunities to apply what we were learning as well. Um, but I learned so much about the Lord. I learned so much about the Bible during that year, uh, and it truly changed my life. I thought um, that I was a follower of of Christ, a disciple of Christ, and I went there, um, and I learned um, that there was just so much more, uh, and that experience absolutely changed my life. Um, so, at that time, I uh, got married to Chelsea, my beautiful wife, and uh, we settled down in Memphis. You know, we kind of said, hey, we're, we're, we're going to not go back to Michigan, and we're going to create a life here. And um, so that's exactly what we did. We had our first child uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, little Eden Grace, and um, kind of established ourselves, built built our family up there. So for five or six years, we were in Memphis, and um, I highly recommend the city of Memphis from just tra a traveling standpoint, um, visiting, or even living there. If you're somehow crazily contemplating living in Memphis, I say go. It's, it's awesome, uh, and we loved every minute of it. Um, but as we were growing our family, we um, kind of got the inkling that the Lord was taking us out of Memphis. Um, and I think, you know, you, you listen to the Lord's still small voice and he has his ways for everyone, um, of kind of ushering you and leading you to that next stage in life. Um, and that was back home in Michigan. So we are here now. Mm. That's where it's now, was us. it, was it the opportunity at Wild Rose that brought you back? Or yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Part of it? So, uh, while we were contemplating all that, uh, I got a call from Adam Richter and we kind of rekindled our, and he's, uh, one of the owners as well from Wild Rose. He, uh, kind of rekindled our, our conversation, our friendship. And he said, man, there's this awesome opportunity that me and my family are doing. We'd love if you and Chelsea would come on and be a part of it. So we prayed and prayed and prayed. And, um, funny enough, originally said no. And um, it was that night I didn't sleep uh, a wink. And I don't know if it was FOMO or if it was like the Lord was that night just saying, you dummy, you have made a big mistake. Um, so the <laughs> next day I called him up and I said, hey, let's meet. And uh, oddly enough, and I feel shame for this, we met at a Big B um, and, <laughs> and talked for oh, probably, dang. I don't know, an hour or two. And, um, and we landed on it. We said, all right, let's do this. Um, and so we came together and uh, they had already had a pretty good dream and a great vision for Wild Rose. And we just jumped on board. Um, and, uh, and that's where we are, man. It took us about six to eight months for construction and getting everything together. But then we finally launched um, in uh, January of 2019. We're three years in and we're loving every minute of it. So, Praise so God. Did you have yeah. a, 
did you have experience with coffee beforehand or more just so in like the restaurant? Like what was your background as far as yeah, like what? That's a great question for managing a, or being a part owner of yeah, a yeah. coffee um, shop. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great question. So I was in fine dining, helped open up the Roost Chris here in Grand Rapids back in 2011. Mm-hmm. So that was an incredible experience. Um, and I learned so much just about people um, and, and being in the people business because really that's what we are. You know, we love coffee. We love serving coffee. We love making it, you know, as incredible as we can. But at the end of the day, it's people, it's souls walking through that door. Um, and uh, if you don't love people, um, you know, it's going to be hard to, to run a business or be an entrepreneur in general, right? Um, or even be a believer for that matter, yeah. right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I would say that uh, my next step was, it was Roos Chris, and then we moved to Memphis. It was a series of fine dining um, uh, experiences and really learning and kind of honing my people skills through that. And so that was an incredible, uh, a very beneficial time in my life to prepare me for now. Yeah. yeah. So, so and then as you think of, so you've been doing it, what, over three years, yeah. right? Managing yeah. part owner of Wild Roast. How has your faith in Christ, your identity in Christ, and really just mm. your relationship with the Lord, how has that influenced your um, leadership in mm-hmm. the entrepreneurial space with the, with yeah. the coffee shop? No, that's a really great question. Um, and I think being a believer, no matter what, um, it's, it has to influence the way that you treat people, that you run a business, um, how you do things. I mean, you know, uh, I was reading last night in Ephesians, um, and it just talks about what, what the Lord has done for us and how he's changed us, right? He's taken um, that heart of stone that we have and created it to a heart of flesh, right? Um, so he's changed us forever, and that ultimately impacts how you live your life. Um, and so we knew when we, we set out that, um, you know, obviously we were entrepreneurs, we we're ready to take risk, right? We we're ready to do some crazy things, but we wanted Wild Roast to be a people, where, uh, a place where people could come and um, feel loved, right? Uh, feel safe, study. Um, and then not only that, we could have churches come in and meet. Um, right now, every Wednesday, this is crazy, um, the, the month of February, every Wednesday, we have a church that comes in and they, they you know, have believers and then non-believers. I mean, whether it's atheists, whether it's, um, you know, whatever walks of life, and they sit down and they talk about God and they talk about their differences um, and, uh, and they hash things out in a comfortable space and just happens to be wild roast. So it's just an incredible opportunity to have miraculous things like that happen that don't necessarily happen anywhere else. Yeah. So it's cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested about a, a few things just to hear, you know, your leadership and the risks that you've taken as sure. a, as a, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so one of the things that, you know, entre- young people, right? So this is, we're a young adult ministry. And so we have, you know, 19, 20, you know, up to, you know, 24, 26 year olds. Right. Sure. And so in the ministry, yeah. and I would say some of them whom have interest in being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And I would say, I would just, I don't know how to describe this. Like entrepreneur, you know this, like entrepreneurship when you're not an entrepreneur is a very like, if I can just say sexy, it's appealing. Yeah. It's like, feels fun. You know, it's exciting. like, yeah, it's yeah. like take on, but I'm going to make a lot push of money comes to shove, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Right? So when push comes to shove though, like how would you, how would you describe the risk factor and the pressure, I don't know, the pressure, the, the yeah. realization of being an entrepreneur and how not difficult, but the reality of it. Sure. No. And, um, I think you're exactly right. I think even especially with a coffee shop, I'll say, you know, people walk into a coffee shop, they go, oh my 
goodness, this is awesome. If I could just serve coffee to people all day and talk to people all day, and right? Uh, like you said, it does feel fun. It feels sexy. It feels appealing. Um, and I think it can be, right? Like we're, we're a couple years in now um, and there there is so much fun with what we do. I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a blast. And um, But like you said, um, at the beginning there was risk. I mean, we we moved, right? First of all, we took a risk and we moved from Memphis to Michigan, right? Uh, we uprooted ourselves, kind of our initial start as a family um, with children and said, hey, we're going to go to Michigan and you know, we might try something crazy and new and fun and jump on board with these guys. Um, so to start off, I mean, you have to be willing. I mean, maybe not something that extravagant, but maybe that is what it is for you in your life. Yeah. Um, you're taking that type of risk. Um, maybe, you know, sometimes it is, and mostly if you're starting your own business, it's financial, right? Um, so that's that's a huge implication that people need to weigh yeah especially with a family right yeah. when you're not a single person mm-hmm, exactly you have a responsibility to it take care of your family a little bit right yeah. you've got more skin in the game than okay well if i fail it's just me right you've you can live in your van you can live in your you. car exactly, yeah exactly um so i think to be an entrepreneur there has got to be something in you um that's a little bit different that is willing to take that risk to really step out of your comfort zone and say um even if this fails we're going to get up back on our feet and we're going to try again. Mm. So an example of that, um, we, uh, crazy enough. So you guys probably know about the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just down the road, second largest castle in the world. Okay. Um, which is just wild. It's in our backyard. Right. So, um, I'm sure <laughs> everyone was, has a lot of, uh, I was, opinions on why, that. I remember what it was me, but I was like, why the heck is this thing being yeah, made it's right up wild, man, <laughs> wild. So, but, um, the but anyways, roof. it's anyway. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what we did was we actually tried to put, um, a location in there about a year and a half, maybe it was two years ago now. So we're a year in, I mean, I'm still working insane hours right? Um, getting, you know, little time, um, with people who, uh, truly need it. Right. Uh, and again, that kind of goes back to that, um, risk factor. What are you willing to sacrifice Mm. short term for that long term gain? Anyways. So we, we, we buy a bunch of furniture. I mean, we're, we're talking machinery, espresso machine, all that stuff. And we roll that bar into there. Um, and we went door to door in that castle. I think there was 500, there's 500 rooms in there so we're hanging up little things on each door handle we're knocking on doors we're talking to people trying to get the word out right and a week two weeks goes by three weeks goes by and guys it flopped like was that like during covid or what was uh, that it was before before covid i think it was before covid okay. if i remember the timeline correctly um and i mean it, we some days would get two people that would walk through that door two that's insane. You wouldn't think that. No. 500. I know. Yeah, I know. And tenants. it just, you know, it, it, it just wasn't the market for it. It just wasn't the place for it. It wasn't the spot for it. So it just ultimately ended up being something that didn't work. Right. Um, and that's okay. You know, we, we went back to the drawing board and we said, okay, not now. Um, so let's take some time. Let's replan. Uh, let's really figure out um, and, and think through what we can make work. And now a year and a half later, um, you know, we are putting down a second location with a roastery, you know, down the road from Wild Roast here. So it's just funny how things work out. Um, and a ri- to swing back and loop around to your initial question, yeah, it takes risks. Um, it takes you willing to do some uncomfortable things, to put in some uncomfortable hours, 
potentially. Yeah. Um, like I said, and uh, short term for uh, a long term gain. So, so you, you've gone through hardship. I can imagine. I can't even imagine with your family and going through that. That's just like that's difficult, right? Yeah, sure. So how has let me let me ask you this: Is there any part of I don't know your life? In ministry, right? So you went to Rockford Res, we're at Granville Res, mm-hmm. and so we talk about calling, right? You go mm-hmm. to youth conferences, and they're trying to get people to be called into ministry, and mm-hmm. like, right? But I have a viewpoint, like my viewpoint is like God calls everyone into something, Man, right? So yeah. it's not it's not just like ministers or pastors yeah. who are called, like yeah. everyone's called to something. And so mm-hmm. would you see there's an element to that in your life that's like, it's beyond just, oh, I'm wired this way, Gosh, and then yeah. like the Lord is actually positioning you for greater influence in the kingdom in in this realm sure yeah so i i think you i think you hit the nail on the head there i think that people are called to vocational ministry 100 percent, right god has called people to do that god has equipped people with specific skill sets for that type of ministry um but let's not forget I mean, we're all called to ministry, right? We're mm-hmm. all called to it. No matter whether you've you've started your own business, whether you're a nanny, you're power washing, you're a roofer, a cameraman. A mom. A mom, yeah. for gosh yeah. sakes. Yeah. I mean, that is holy ground right there. You are called to minister. Um, and so I I think, yeah, that, that God has equipped us and called us specifically um, to what he's going to have for us. Uh, and I think right now, even in this season, because who knows what the future holds, yeah. right now in this season, um, you know, I'm called to Wild Roast. Um, and I'm called to um, do my very best, work my very hardest. I mean, again, back to what how God influences the way we work. I mean, we are supposed to work for him and unto him and everything we do, right? So that means you wake up in the morning and you you put your feet on the ground and you say, God, what do you have for me today, right? Um, how hard can I work for you while balancing everything else yeah. um, in this world? And uh, that that has to be our mindset first, I hmm. think. So. so yeah, so you're saying like, how, how has that influenced your persistence or maybe stick-to-itiveness, mm-hmm. like the, the calling that you feel? Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so with me feeling like, yes, this is, and ultimately I, I feel like I know because the Lord has, has brought us here specifically, um, and that, that helps so much um, to wake up every day and to know this is what God has for you this day. Wild Rose is it. Um, so yeah, that definitely influences me um, in the way I work to, to every cup of coffee, to every espresso yeah. shot pulled saying, this is where God has for, uh, this is where God has me. This is what he has for me. Um, and we're just going to work unto the Lord in this moment, um, because this is what it is. So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. And to kind of actually, I got a great illustration, um, that someone told me once and I'd love to share it. Yeah, go for it. Um, and it's based off of, um, the Lion King. Just kind of that age-old Lion King King movie, man. Um, Who's your favorite character in The Lion King? Oh, gosh. I like Rafiki. I think he's just (laughs) kind of quirky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And different. And he's kind of weird. And I can kind of relate to that. Pumba. I'm a Pumba guy. Yeah, Pumba's great. Yeah, you are. Mm -hmm. What does that mean, Kimmy? (laughs) What does that mean, Kimmy? Um, So, um, age-old story. Everybody knows it. Disney Channel. And, um, you know, Mufasa is um, killed by Scar, right? Um, and uh, tragically, Simba thinks it's his fault, right? Um, and so what happens, Simba runs out to you know the wasteland and, and he leaves the kingdom, the Lion Kingdom, um, and he's just kind of steeped in just guilt 
in shame. Um, and he thinks he's ruined his life and he's, he's killed his father. Um, so he's out there and who does he meet? He meets, you know, Timon, Pumbaa. And uh, they kind of instill in him this, um, you know, this happy-go-lucky, yeah. uh, right, attitude. And, um, you know, this kind of eat, drink, uh, and be merry and die type of type of attitude. What was it again? What did they say? Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna That's Matata. right. Right. So he adopts this kind of Hakuna Matata um, mentality, right? And um, one day, uh, Rafiki finds him, right? Uh, and he hits him on the head and he says, "Simba, what are you doing?" Um, and uh, Simba goes, "No, you don't know. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what's happened." Um, and, uh, and you don't know who my father is. I've killed my father. And he goes, I know your father, Simba. Um, and Simba goes, you, you, you knew my father. He goes, no, I know your father. Right. And, um, so he says, follow me. So they're running, running through the woods and you know, who knows what Simba's thinking. He's going, Rafiki, who, who is this guy? He says, my father's alive. Um, and he brings him to the ravine, if I can remember correctly. And, uh, he says, look. Look into the water, right? Mm. Um, and he sees his reflection at first, and he says, "That no, that's just me. That's not. That's not my father. That's me. That's my reflection." He says, "Look closer, right?" Um, and uh, he looks closer. You know, and the the water's kind of muddy, right? And then he sees his reflection of his father, right? Um, and uh, all of a sudden, his his father you know, kind of that booming godly voice starts to speak. Um, and this is where I say, you know, if anyone's just kind of sitting there um, and wondering what's next, um, Mufasa says, you are meant more for, for than what you're doing now. This Hakuna Matata mentality, this, you know, careless means no worry. You are meant for more than what you're doing now, right? Um, and he says, I am your father. So this stems from kind of know who you are and know whose you are, right? Mm -hmm. Like we are sons, daughters, heirs of the father. Mm -hmm. And we, the, the faster we realize and know who we are, the faster we can step in to what God has for us. Huh. I've always just loved that, in, that illustration. It speaks so much to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Man, I'm never going to be able to watch the line. I know, right? I know. Yeah. It's awesome. You've made it so much better. <laughs> so Melanie, so if Melanie's watching, it's yeah. gal from our ministry. Okay. She loves yep. the Lion King. And oh, good. Kingdom analogies in there. So yeah. Melanie's loving that right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> we stuff. actually watched that in class with in the discipleship Melanie program. in the discipleship program mm -hmm. last year. Yeah. No, it's great. It is funny too how like different movies and stuff, how we're all created, right, from God, um, a creator, and that everything we do in life just flows from it. And whether you're a believer or not, like, you know, these Christ-like illustrations can come from anything. So, totally. cool. You can yeah. find Christ in, in creation. Man. It's mm -hmm. great. So, cool. Kimmy, yeah. do you have any questions that you wanted to, to ask Zach? Um, do you mind sharing, like, what is, like, do you guys, like, have, like, a vision statement or, like, a goal statement yeah. for Wild Roast? Yeah. No, uh, that's a great question, Kimmy. I'm really glad you asked that. So when we sit down um, with people to interview them, mm -hmm. that is one of the first things I go over. I don't even ask them, ask people questions about their lives first. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I want to know if you're going to get on board yeah. with our vision, with the Wild Earth vision. And if you can get on with that, our core values, how we're going to treat one another, mm-hmm. how we're going to treat the guests who walk through our door. If you can't get on with that, then, you know, I kind of go, oh, there's there's no point. Right. Um, but yeah, we do. We have core values. We've got a list of them um, of about uh, eight um, core values and then um, kind of team values on how the team treats one another Mm -hmm. right so um getting back to this entrepreneurship i know we're kind of like bouncing in between they're correlated but you know the guest who walks in our door um we treat them with high priority i mean they are the lifeline the lifeblood of our business Mm -hmm. um and that goes back to anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur anyone who wants to be a leader in general i mean if you start a business you're a leader automatically you are at some point going to be leading others overseeing Mm -hmm. people um and if uh you are not ready and uh have equipped yourself to to lead um you know that that might be a huge hindrance for you and i think i said it earlier but i'm going to restate it um you know learning to be a leader um that people love requires you to know how to love people Mm -hmm. right and if you can't get that at the core um, you might, you're going to have a hard time. Mm-hmm. So start there, start mm-hmm. saying, Lord, dig up any of this, this sin or, um, you know, dirt that is, is keeping me from loving others, from genuinely loving others, not just faking it. Cause we all get really good at faking things, right? right? Saying, Lord, this self-righteousness, dig it up, get it out. Let me learn to love your people. Mm-hmm. Let me learn to do it well. Um, and let me learn to run a business from that, right? Because no matter what you're doing, you're dealing with people, right? If you're a mother, you're dealing with kids, you're dealing with people. If you're a roofer, if you're a contractor, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Learn to love people. Hmm. This is a random question. Yeah. Have you, so in your uh, leadership with employees or even you could say coffee drinkers. Yeah. Have you uh, experienced anyone revisiting their faith, coming to faith in Christ, like from employees or even people? Have you, like if you had the chance of like sharing your faith, mm-hmm. doing any sort of evangelism mm-hmm. type of yeah. work with people, sharing your testimony Definitely. With, with people. Yep. So I we have not like through Wild Roast. Um, I just more mean you in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your personal. No, so there's definitely been opportunities um, to share faith and uh, we don't shy away from it. I mean, you know, it's the foundation that we've built on uh, and it's the foundation that's going to keep us going. Um, so there's definitely opportunities always, um, except, especially for young guys that come through that are a little bit younger than me. Um, I really tend to just try to gravitate towards them, uh, and grab onto them in, in all my employees in general, um, just to, uh, yeah, I mean, disciple not only in coffee, um, but, uh, you know, we all have something to give. A lot of people, I think, disqualify themselves immediately when it comes to that. And they say, I don't have seminary training or I'm not a pastor or I'm not this. I'm not that. Everybody has something in them. Mm -hmm. Like you're here on this earth. You're breathing air like God has equipped you. Right. Um, And uh, and so we definitely don't shy away from that. The discipleship aspect, um, the day to day aspect, sharing our faith with guests um, who sit at the bar there. I mean, we have awesome opportunities for that. Uh, And and it doesn't always have to be sharing faith. Um, It can just be being there for people um, in tough times. And uh, 
and, and people who just need a listening ear um, and don't necessarily always need, you know, a Bible verse pumped, pumped at them or, or anything like that, just sharing life with people. So there's definitely been some awesome opportunities for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, you know, that is something that we get really happy about because part of the vision, the initial vision was to really do things like that. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, Wild Rose, us being entrepreneurs, we didn't just start Wild Rose to, um, you know, hang out and, and have fun. We know ultimately we, we did, we want to make a living yeah, and we want to grow money, Wild yeah. Rose yeah. and we want to make money. And there's, there's um, nothing wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you're not um, letting the money control you, but you're using that money um, kind of as an on-ramp or a vehicle um, to further your ministry or how you're doing things. So, yeah, I think that's a key, you know, a lot of, you know, the greed aspect mm. to business, you know, there's a fine line. I mean, how much of greed is just in motive, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I know, I know people like from our church, for example, who are loaded, but they're the most generous people in the yeah. world. So it's Those not a matter best of people, man. Pastor there's Dwayne teaches, you know, he says money, uh, money isn't evil, but money reveals what's already in your heart, mm, right? So money allows you to do more of what's already in you. So mm-hmm. if you're generous, money allows you to be more generous. Mm-hmm. If you're greedy, money will make you more greedy, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's not a matter of money. It just it amplifies or magnifies what's already in us. Yeah, 100%. And it's a key point for young people is 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 it's not wrong to pursue wealth no. or to be rich or to no. be successful. Like mm-hmm. it's actually, it's a mandate from God is for right. us to be successful. And we yeah. as Christians like you, like we should be striving to to not outdo, but you should be striving to outdo Madcap, outdo Ferris, sure. outdo all the other guys. Not yeah. in the sense of like we're better than you, but in right. the sense of like, yeah, let's let's push you know let's push the limits yeah, of what exactly. it means to be entrepreneurs. Like we have, mm-hmm. yeah, you have Holy Spirit on your side. Give yeah. me a break, you know, right, like <laughs> not on your side, but you know what I'm saying. Like he's in uh-huh. you, and mm-hmm. and he's not just in the business of building churches, right? He's right. in the biz- business of influencing culture and cities, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why can't why can't Wild Roast still you know be part of God's kingdom, right? It's, it is. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it is. Exactly. So, no, I think that's a great point. Um, and yeah, to your point, the love of money, right, is the root of all evil. And yeah. uh, we just need to guard our hearts because like you said, I think you made an awesome point just a minute ago. The world just throws that at us, man. It's like, no, like money, 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 right? Um, and, and as believers, um, I think, you know, we need to pause and say, okay, yeah, money may be there, um, but it is not what we are ultimately pursuing. We're ultimately pursuing Christ mm-hmm. and whatever follows thereafter. That's what we, yeah, want. I think your analogy of the Lion King is really what anchors that. Mm. So you're saying like, find your identity in Christ first. Right. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. from that will flow your calling. Mm-hmm. It'll flow. It'll, it'll mm-hmm. lead you on the journey of your life. Yeah. And it's, it's finding your identity and finding your calling. Yeah, 100%. Right? Um, yeah, and that discovering, leads... Discovering, I should say. Discovering no, your identity. No, I think that's perfect, right? It's... it's Because um, I loved it. You were saying identity and entrepreneurship. And I, I think what you said is right. You want to find your identity in Christ, right? You don't want to find your identity on the sands of this world. That's futile, right? Um, you want to find your identity in Christ, know who you are, and know whose you are. Mm-hmm. And start there so many more questions but yeah. i feel like uh, it's like 10 36 i don't even know how long i've been recording but it's probably close to a half an hour so i, I do want to be mindful of time sure um i want to ask you a quick question i, mm-hmm. I want it to be like a minute but are there any like christian or even just entrepreneurs in general that have influenced you whether they're youtubers instagram influencers or just people in general 
like anyone that's influenced you in maybe role models that you have or heroes? Mm. Yeah. So I think the people that um, I've partnered with, um, <clears throat> the Richters, I think they are uh, a family um, of many hats. They don't just have Wildrose as a business. They have a, um, a couple others and um, they're rather successful and they've always put Christ first. That front foot has always been God. What do you have for us? Um, where do you have it for us? And, and how can we get there? And I think that's a key um, key attribute to their success. They've put Christ first. Um, and uh, so I would say I've gleaned a ton from them, especially over the last three years. Um, you know, they're not only partners, uh, kind of partners in crime with Wildrose, but they're my friends. Um, and so that's really helpful with, uh, with learning and just kind of gleaning everything I can from them. That's great. Yeah. Last, last thing, if we can pick your brain a little bit. Sure. So say so you got 18, 19, 20 year old, 21 year old listening in you know, in the ministry here at res life, or maybe they're just on the YouTube or on listening on podcast. What are some uh, pieces of advice that you'd give to a young person mm-hmm. who feels a call or a draw to entrepreneurship? Yeah, that's great. Um, whatever, I'll start here. A couple of points that come to mind, whatever you're going to do. Uh, and we've listed a couple back, um, before, whether you're going to open up a coffee shop, whether you want to, um, you know, a window cleaning business, whatever you want to be a roofer, whatever business you want to open up, know your business, start there. Um, shadow people, right. Uh, who are in the business, maybe even go get a job at a coffee shop, go get a job as a roofer, right? Like get skin in the game, um, and know your business because it would be bad advice if I said, yeah, just go start something. Right. Um, because more likely than not, if you don't know your business, you're probably going to fail. Um, and you're going to learn from that. But I would say, um, put your best foot forward. And, um, secondly, surround yourself with people um, who know that business, right? Maybe someone who's been running uh, a roofing company for the last 20 years. Figure out how to get in contact with them. Figure out how to talk to them. Um, Be a little scrappy. Be a little persistent. Be a little pushy. There's nothing wrong with that. Like the old saying goes, um, squeaky wheel gets the oil. Um, And as far as I know, it's not sinful to be persistent, right? Yeah. So, be persistent. Don't be rude. Be respectful. Um, but pursue your goals. And sometimes that looks like really getting scrappy and going after that. Um, but on that, get knee to knee with people who you know are successful, who know what they're doing, um, and can instill some wisdom um, and uh, some proverbs onto you about that. Um, and then lastly, I'd say we'll just do three points with this. Be willing and be ready to risk. Take a risk. Um, being able to step off that ledge um, and uh, and do something that might feel a little scary, um, and uh, and uh, go for it. Yeah. What, do you know that? I, I swear, those are great points. Do you know like how many uh, businesses or whatnot entrepreneurs fail before they become successful? Oh gosh, I don't know. There's a statistic, yeah, but I'm sure. I feel it's like probably, I don't know who I heard it from, but I, it was like every entrepreneur has failed, you know, it's like three times before they're successful, four times before they're successful. And I don't, I don't doubt that. And I think people in, you know, you probably hear this all the time. I think people are afraid, excuse me, afraid to fail. And failing is just a part of learning. It's a part of life. You're going to fail guys. Like you're going to fail, especially when you're, you're young, you're trying things out, you're starting things. Be, don't be afraid to fail. Right. Be able to get in, risk it for the biscuit. Like we say, and, (laughs) And, and get your hands dirty um, and make mistakes. 
Mm-hmm. Learn from your mistakes. That's the biggest thing. Learn from what you've done wrong uh, or else you're just going to repeat the same mistakes. But yeah, I, I don't know actually that statistic. That'd be a good something to look up. Yeah. I'm sure it's probably a number of sure, times. Heard it from like Gary Vee or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Who knows, absolutely. But. <laughs> but dude, thank you so much for yeah. coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime, this guys. This is a treat. This is a treat. Cool. If you've never been to Wild Roast, Go get some coffee from Wild Roast. Kimmy's got her cup right there. (laughs) He's got his coffee. It's it's amazing coffee. Even better people. Even better people. Awesome. Appreciate that, dude. We appreciate you so much, dude. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you found this episode helpful or impactful at all, go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel. Go ahead and share it to someone who you think it can impact as well. See you next week.